Welcome to the Nintendo Show, episode 57. I'm your co-host, Devin Moon, and with me, as always, Trevor Payne. Trev, how you doing, man? Dude, I am here. I'm a broken man, but I'm here. I, I'm a one-armed bandit, I think is what they say. <laughs> I don't know. Is that is that the terminology? I believe so. Uh, I have one arm right now, Dude, Devin. I know. One arm. Trev will talk about his arm in a sec. I know you're all confused. This week, we're talking about Nintendo coming back to E3 and getting into your questions because, hey, there's not much going on. Remember, listener, if you want to be part of the show, visit our website at nintendoshow.com where you can send us your questions, comments, concerns to be implemented into this very show. Trev, are you ready to enter the mysterious world we call Mr. Miyamoto's Magical News? Woohoo! That's what I'm talking about. Number one, uh, Trev Nintendo has announced that they will be showing up at this year's E3 Digital event what do we expect from nintendo this year what would you like to see from nintendo this year will there be another drug these are the things that we'll we'll try to get into first off what are they going to what do we expect what do you think will happen this is like our tempered expectations right because nintendo never hits yeah full on monty with what we want to happen What's like one thing that you expect to happen? <laughs> um, one thing I expect to happen is some kind of direct. Um, you know, it's interesting because uh, they've always just done their Nintendo directs and things during E3 and not necessarily have done like a stage show, but they've been on the the show floor. In this case, there's no show floor. So honestly, I think we're just going to get something similar to like a Nintendo direct styled type of thing for E3 specifically. Um, I pie in the sky devin yeah. i would love them to drop a virtual so in vr you can vr yes. walk around their showroom that they set up some kind of virtual showroom that you can go explore in vr that is uh that's 100 percent what's going to happen i believe and so. uh i look forward to it first off i just got a <laughs> remark that that is a brilliant idea and nintendo does have the means to do it with their cardboard uh um virtual reality their labo their labo i think that needs to be used more often and <laughs> frankly i haven't had it take it out <laughs> for years so i think this is a great time to bring that bad boy back and strap that onto my head and get into there uh, i would love to see link in you know real life real life size just dance in front of me totally. some twinkle all that crap he's like three feet tall though <laughs> yeah. we were all surprised we, all we had no idea lied to <laughs> <laughs> and this is not this isn't the this isn't the cartoon link. That's the real size link. The cartoon one is no, one. This and a is half. A, he's just he's one incredibly foot short. Yeah, incredibly short. Yeah, everybody's just shocked. Everybody's just like, well, this is not what I was expecting. Is this canon? Uh, and that will be the big news from E3. <laughs> yes, yeah, it will. I think it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a surprise to all of us. It is canon. And uh, you can look it in your Hyrule <laughs> your Hyrule book. Yeah, your Hyrule Historia. There we go. We will be seeing uh definitely a direct. I think the thing that E3 might be presenting is most likely the treehouse crap. And I don't mean crap. Treehouse stuff. Ah. Uh, the treehouse stuff. Most likely that. Because it seems like... I forgot, I forgot about the treehouse. Yeah, the old treehouse. Uh, we'll probably get some of that. It's treehouse. Trev, do you like treehouse? You a fan of treehouse? You like what they do there? Uh, or you just get bored after a while? And you're just like, moving on. I like the treehouse. Like, the treehouse is cool. I think it's fun. It seems like very, like chill and relaxed and it's not this like super high production thing it's just like hey come hang out with us and watch us play some games and we'll talk about it and we'll do some interviews so i you know i can get on board with that i'm i think that'd be neat it would be cool if they do something bombastic and huge you know for e3 but i don't yeah. think that they will um but you know tree treehouse live is 
it's some fun stuff, man. I'll watch it. What about you? Yeah, I think Treehouse is just as dependent on the games for me. Like, you know, a lot of the time I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch 50 minutes of Damon X Machina or what have you. Uh, but oh, yeah, you're missing out. Oh, I know. <laughs> I think I am. Uh, not for <laughs> me. I'm sure it's for somebody, but not for me. Yeah. Uh, so I expect I, I really do think we'll see that. I, and if it's dude, if they're showing me more Breath of the Wild, too like an hour of that yes yeah i'll be there that's bombastic enough for me but dude yeah i'd be down for even like i would like a cool set i would like to see some festivities we've been through some stuff yeah. we've all been through the covid we all survived we made it through kind of we're not all done but we're go we're getting there and i think we deserve yeah. a three foot link a three foot link. I think so too. I don't know why we keep going back to this, but I'm on board. Uh, you know, and it's honestly with like the treehouse stuff. Um, I, it's something I've always had on in the background as I'm doing other stuff. And I kind of like uh, tangentially like listen and then watch it here and there, you know? So, cause you know, it is a lot of just sitting around watching someone play a game. So I, and that's not my personal favorite thing. I'd rather be playing them, but uh, you know, it is something I will definitely put on watch see what's happening yeah and i i even wonder people are like thinking demos might be a possibility i don't know if that sounds like nintendo oh, to me cool. but that would be cool it doesn't do that no definitely doesn't it doesn't but like it that. sure would be cool if they're like hey we have these are our big games coming out this fall here's a couple demos for you to try since we don't have a show floor for people to play yeah. like that that would be so legit is like to have like a little e3 section on their eShop with like news and like demo drops and stuff but again, not doesn't sound like Nintendo to me. Not at all. No. But it'd be cool. It'd be great to see. Uh, as far as games-wise, what do we expect to see? I, I definitely think we'll see Breath of the Wild 2. Do you think we're going to definitely see it? Or it's still maybe in yes. your, your heart? Okay. No, I, I think we're to the point that like we we will see it. Um, now, release date, I don't know. I still I still feel like that's up in the air if we'll get an actual release date, whether it's later this year or start of next year or whatever. But I think that we do see it. It's been long enough. They've talked about it long enough. This is the moment to bring it forward, show us what this game is going to be all about. And uh, let's get our get our little eyeballs on this bad boy, dude. So I, I, I think we'll see it. Yeah, for sure. We it's it's getting if they didn't uh, the. Oof. The ramifications, Trev, very not good yeah. for Nintendo. A bad look, for sure. And I don't think they want that, even if they're not even ready for the game, which I don't think they're ready for the game to be done until maybe next year. Even if sure. that's the case, I think they need to show it. And it has to be some yeah. kind of dungeon kind of thing, and then maybe showing what this new world is, if it's a new world. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm expecting. Yeah, they they have they they have something they can show us, you know. Um, so I, I even just like I guess I, I am to the point where I don't know if I just want like a little intro movie kind of trailer thing. Like I probably want a little bit more deep dive, but at yeah. this point, I'll take anything. Yeah, I don't know if I need more kind of trailery stuff. I definitely would love to see gameplay. I think we're ready for gameplay. They can obviously yeah. do a, a little bit of a story trailer. Maybe they do that and then they mm -hmm. do the whole gameplay with the E3 thing. That would make sense, but that'd be cool. Yeah, dude, it's gameplay time. It's game gameplay time and it's Breath of the Wild 2 time for sure. Uh Metroid, it is 35th anniversary for Metroid. People are crying in the streets. Give us Prime Trilogy. Give it to they us. They forgot. 
Yeah, they totally for they always <laughs> they always forget that they uh, forgot beautiful they have girl. they have multiple children and they it's like the favorite child gets celebrated and then the one they totally forgot they even had this kid it's messed up like what what irresponsible parents Nintendo are yeah abusive parents really I mean forgetting your children's birthday again and again and again is really quite sad do do we think there will be any two D Metroid news? any metroid prime trilogy news anything like that would you expect some metroid in here this year we're gonna get something like we 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 are going to get something metroid because like they even though it won't be as widely celebrated as uh uh the legend of zelda um but they will i think and honestly i think this is when we see the game boy advance games come to nintendo and then they'll show like zero mission and uh, uh fusion and things like that and be like hey we've done something we did actually did nothing but we've just made it so you can play them again um <laughs> so there might be something like that because like i would love to replay through those games again uh i have like a thousand ways to do so but hey it would be kind of cool to do it on a nintendo platform that's a good way to kind of introduce metro like metroid really during that generation was having a pretty good high. He had fusion, all that stuff. So maybe this is a good oh, yeah. time to be like, look, it's not the only Metroid that's coming. We got the heavy hitters from Game Boy Advance. I do think we'll get some Metroid. I just do not think Metroid Prime Trilogy. I know it's a thing. I do believe it's a thing. I just don't know if we're quite quite ready for it. It might be next year. Uh, well, yeah, and I don't know yeah. if, especially if we're going to be getting some kind of like zelda collection which a lot of people are feeling that we are um it would be weird to get these like back-to-back collections like that just seems weird on a business you know standpoint like i think that they would probably want to space that out a little bit um and uh you know link always comes yep he always does and that's the other thing i'm i am expecting that we will see both twilight princess and wind waker probably in a pack-in hopefully uh definitely with skyward sword coming in they're not going to pack all three together because <laughs> no uh that would be dumb because money yeah and we you know we'll probably get some pokemon stuff too is you know for with, sure uh get more information about legends arceus or whatever it is arcus yeah. or arcan uh, yep. and then uh you know diamond and pearl i think i would love to watch some more of that stuff so and yeah, the pokemon moba coming to Mo- mobile phones oh <laughs> Everybody is pins and needles waiting for that. Is there some random thing we're missing? Is there something special that you would like to see? I know, I think we're going to see all the summer stuff, right? We're going to see, we'll see Skyward Sword again. Maybe they'll show up for a little bit more of the changes. I think we're going to see Mario Golf again. I think that comes out in June-ish. So they'll probably be like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they'll they'll probably be like, show us a little bit more of that. I think they're just going to show, hopefully, my hope is, is that it's just like a tiny segment and that they show off the things that we already know about. And then hopefully they go into the big guns. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I honestly don't, if, if, you're, if you have games like Metroid, which I hope is a 2D game, and then we have uh, Breath of the Wild 2 on here, I don't know if you need much more than that for an E3. Like if you have Breath of the Wild 2, I think you're, you're golden for the year. Yeah, especially with the other Zeldas. Pie in the sky for us. Something that's you think would be out of left field. Uh, we mentioned the Switch Pro. We always will mention the Switch Pro. I think the Switch Pro does seem like if you're going to do it, 
this would be a good place to do it. E3 is a classic for representing your console, showing it off, especially Trev. Something is percolating in my mind. Why would they be at E3? Is there something big that they're trying to show off? They want to show their big old thing to everybody. They might be. They might be like, okay, we're going to sit down, show that uh, big old thing to everybody. (laughs) Trevor paid. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a good point because, you know, they have been able to, they've been doing their own thing for so long. And, you know, why? Like, there's no reason for them to, to even do this unless, you know, you're right. Maybe there is something more exciting happening that they're going to be bringing to the table. That would be awesome. Yeah. And they've, uh, the l- recent comments have been a little bit more like open to the idea now. The president's like, yes, maybe, maybe there should be. When six months ago, he's like, never. Hmm. We would never do a Switch Pro. <laughs> Liars. Um, the other thing I know. The other thing he mentioned was a new IP. It would be great to see new IP. Uh, that's oh, the, that's yes. the one thing I'd love to see from Nintendo. And for me, dude, get away from the multiplayer. Get away from all of like the I don't a lot of games these days is just like, how do we keep people playing this game for a long time? You know, and like how do we keep the audience involved yeah. and make it online connected and all that garbage? I understand that financially, but I would love to have a game that's like a single player like adventure game. I would like to see a different type of game that's not Zelda that can play in that space. I would like a new IP that kind of plays in a different realm outside of multiplayer, uh, that is a little more like adult friendly you know, still for kids, but like teenagers, adults and something that is like more, I don't know, bound to a single player experience. I'm kind of just done with like, let's play with your friends next to you or let's play online. Like everything has some co-op aspect to it for the most part, uh, especially on the switch, which I understand with the, you know, the joy cons and all that, but I would love to get a more of single player uh, adventure, teenage adult experiences. Yeah. So I, I hope they do a new IP. They have the creative juices. At least I, I think they still do, you know, like they could totally, uh, you know, surprise us with something neat. And I agree, something single player. And uh, I sure would love that because they do have this treasure trove of awesome IP that they get to rely on. But you know what? When they try like and come out with something like, and I know this is multiplayer, but Splatoon is such a creative and cool idea. Like I would love them to every once in a while throw a few more, uh, I guess, development resources to something like that to start something fresh and something new i I think that's a good idea yeah it's just the last like splatoon to me was the last good one arms was good like it's a good fighting game it's just not yeah it's just not for me i just don't again it's just and same with like i think they did the game 51 games game and i think the other one was one two switch or whatever the crap those are like games that you hey it's new ip but Dude, it's just not what I need. It's not, I'm not down sure. for these multiplayer type games. I just want my old Nintendo back. Give me some of that classic feeling stuff. I'm so, with you, dude. Yeah, that's, man. That's a good point. Any uh, pie in the skies for you? Any last little yes. pie in the skies? So this is going to get, this is kind of going to be crazy. And I know this is pie in the sky, but it will happen. Yeah. Is first of all, who's that? Who's that walking on the stage? Hey, who are you? From the corner. Who are you? Oh, it's Reggie? It's Reggie Fizeme <laughs> who recently <laughs> left GameStop. Uh-huh. <laughs> Reggie Fizeme of GameStop. He comes out and he has his classic, his suit on, all that good stuff. And he's like, hey, I'm ready to kick some A and play some games or whatever his little saying is. Yeah. And he reaches inside of his uh, jacket uh-huh. and he pulls out. Yeah. What is that? 
Wow, that looks like an old video game system. Is that the Game Boy Advance? And he's like, nah, sucker. And he flips it on. And then you see that it's backlit and it has all the games. And he's like, it's the GBA Classic. And he says, I'm back. I don't know. <laughs> Does that sound about right? It sounds about right. In all seriousness, I would love, like, I love these classic consoles. I think they're the cutest things ever. I want, I so bad want them to do a proper handheld. All these Chinese companies are coming out these cool emulation machines. Nintendo could do it so well and have, oh, like, yeah. the actual buttons, the actual, like, everything, and do such a good job and put, you know, their 30, 40 best games that they want to put on it. I would love to see that come from Nintendo. That would be my pie in the sky. My dreams have been, uh, I guess, granted. My dream, my wishes. Oh man, these uh, these pills that I'm on right now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, drugs. <laughs> oh, but that's what I want, Dev. Yeah, dude. Hey, the drugs are making you just envision greatness, and I love it. Maybe I'm seeing the future. Seeing the future, my bro. I'm down for it. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. Let's get that game. Away. And here's the thing. Where have, where have the console been? It's been a while since we've had one. We had the SNES and we just stopped. Yeah. We we're like, where's our classics? We were all, yeah. all of us were expecting 64 last year or a GBA. Where you at? Where you at? So I think it's going to happen. Maybe not this E3, but I think one day. <laughs> but one day it may happen. <laughs> I think so. Do we think there will be a direct before this? Is there going to be one more direct or is this the major one and no one should wait for anything? Uh, mm. or do you think so we got what june so we got like two months two we have months. like two months roughly yeah i i th we won't get a direct i don't think we'll get like a proper what they call a direct i think we'll get like their mini version whatever they call it or like maybe we get like a nintendo uh indies nindies or something like that like something smaller but i don't think we'll get a full-on juicy direct especially if they're going to be saving stuff to announce during e3 yeah dude a couple of weeks before i think the nindies might come out the nindies direct and then i think oh, okay, maybe yeah. even a, a week or you know a couple of weeks out also we could see the summer games that i were talk i was talking about if they have yeah more to fill the fall lineup than just you know zelda uh which they could if they do have more than that, I do think they would do a summer games direct announce, you know, show those games off again, be like, okay, here's what's up. If that happens, then we all are in for a treat because this is going to be a big E3 uh, and expect all the crap, you know, expect lots of good Zelda right. stuff, expect your Metro Prime trilogies, all your madness. Just, you know, throw your bra mm -hmm. on the stage. It's going to be great. Um, so, yeah, dude, I it's going to be interesting. It's, it's nice to see Nintendo coming to E3. Sony's decided to chill out, you know, do their own thing. They're like, screw all of you. We don't need you. And Microsoft is coming to E3 <laughs> as well. So it'll be nice to yeah. have E3 back again. Kind of, I like the condensed way. I like it all packed in tight. You know, the summer of games was just a yep. little too long for me. You know, well, and it felt like it was kind of pointless. <laughs> it, yeah. Like it has no when it, things are spread out that much. It's just like, oh, that's just normal. Like it, stuff gets announced randomly, you know. And so I was having these like specific day or a couple days really makes it special yeah i totally agree i think e3 understands like i don't know the big package it just makes it more special you're right like it's just when it's spread out i'm like okay so tony hawk's coming and then like a week later uh oh, this other game it's just it's 
it's torture. You're torturing me. And it wasn't even that great of announcements last year. You know, it was. Yeah. But even when it's like a whole bunch of small announcements like Tony Hawk or, you know, all these little things, it just makes it feel real special. And that's the thing that I personally, and I'm sure you do as well. And a lot of people miss about E3 is like, it's this moment to celebrate video games and to get excited about what's to come. And it's just this like waterfall of news and announcements. And, you know, it's kind of sad that it's gone away and you know to preserve some part of that you know to have like a specific time that the industry celebrates i think would be cool whether it's e3 or they call it something else down the road but having something like this is special for you know fans of video games yep and dude we'll be there we'll be there to check it out and you guys can all watch us react to these wonderful e3 Mm -hmm. announcements when it comes it's a holiday dude it's awesome Trev, what are we going to, uh, what, let's go straight to what we've been playing, man. Uh, what you've been up to, what you've been playing with your one arm. Uh, no, I was riding my dumb one wheel and a little kid cut me off. He ran, or he or she, I don't even know what gender, it ran in front of me and I was like, I'm going to kill this thing. So I, I swerved <laughs> and uh, shattered a whole bunch of bones. So I got some screws and pins and all that goodness. But so that, that kind of limits my, uh, my game activities, Dev. Yeah, dude. Like it's hard to play video games with one hand. It I'll sounds tell you. rough. It sounds so, really rough. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and you know, with it being, um, Monster Hunter Rise just came out a couple of weeks ago. It has been killing me, Devin. I am dying inside. I want to play this game so bad and I can't. So what I have done is I have gone to games I can play with one hand. So I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Crystal on my Game Boy Color because I can seriously just set it on my knee and with one hand use one finger for the uh, D-pad and the other for A and B. So I think I'm going to be... Unfortunately, but fortunately, have an excuse to play a lot of old video games is what I'm going to be doing. Uh, But Devin, I have found one of the coolest things, almost like the holy grail to the situation that I'm in, Devin. Are you ready for this? Dude, I... I'm so ready. Take me there, Dread Boy. Take me to your crazy land. (laughs) Let's do it. That's my new nickname. That's what they've always called me. Um, (laughs) They have uh, on Etsy, uh, someone has, and I'm sure they're elsewhere, but they 3D printed this cool little Joy-Con bracket that holds two Joy-Cons together so you can hold it in one hand, Devin. For the last two days, I've been playing Monster Hunter and I've been killing it. That I've actually been really fighting monsters <laughs> one hand. Yes, and I was so skeptical, Devin. It costs like nine dollars, and I was uh-huh. like, "This is the way this is gonna work." Yeah. That's way too many buttons for one hand. But I must be a pro or something when it comes to video games, because <laughs> not to teach you like, it works. But... Yeah, not to. But it's really weird. So, like my left again. This is my left hand that I have that's still functioning, but my uh, thumb takes care of the left joystick and the D-pad. And then my four fingers uh, kind of wrap around the other side and my index finger controls the bumpers and triggers. 
my uh, middle finger controls the ABXY, and my left p or my left ring finger controls the joystick. I know this sounds like insane, but Devin, I've gotten really good, and it is so cool that someone came up with this dumb idea, and I've been able to play a lot of games like this, and I am shocked. Like, yes, it takes some time to get my mind around it, but I my, I'm doing so well with Monster Hunter right now that I'm like, shoot, dude, I could just do this when I'm done having my broken arm and have like a drink in the other hand and be chilling, you know? Uh, like, it is so cool, and so if anybody is out there having an issue like this like they have a left-hand version and a right-hand version and obviously things like first-person shooters are going to be a lot harder but you know action games platforms a lot of different things like i'm surprised at how well this works and this makes me so happy because Devin, i was so sad that i wouldn't be able to play games for a couple months while in recovery yeah well that's like crazy amazing and the just you just picturing the movements that you're doing with your hands the the ring yeah. finger on the joystick unheard of but that's yeah. awesome that you like it's working dude that's so cool that it, someone like was like well, yeah we're gonna fix this problem you know that's so right cool. and it's it's so weird and what i've found is that like for my camera controls i had to invert them on the um y axis okay and that made it so when i'm looking left or right it feels more natural uh -huh. and like so you know i had to play around with it but i did a bunch of things that were it just it feels good now obviously I feel like you could be a lot better having two hands, well, but yeah. in the meantime, surprisingly, this works very well. And that's I awesome. am, honestly, it's like a godsend. It's so cool. Dude, that's so cool. And you get to play Monster Hunter Rise, which is most excellent. Chef's Kiss. So yes. good. Dude, mm. that game is amazing. Loving what, it. What are you playing, Dev? I am playing Monster Hunter Rise, but we talked about it last week and gushed. It was great. It is great. It's amazing. But Trev... Another 99 game dropped from the heavens, pooped itself out of the chasm. And here it is. Pac-Man 99 is so good. I love this effing game. <laughs> Jeff, this is you game. really dude. I love this game. I, I, I listen. I like Tetris 99. Uh, I like Pac-Man too. I'm a big Tetris and like Pac-Man guy. I think Pac-Man 99 is more fun than Tetris 99. Actually. Really? Uh, I think what they've, done with it with is just a little more involved uh you have on your left side uh like different things you the power-ups do the little ball things when you eat them you can get more speed you can do different things to make your gameplay work for you at that moment i guess or you can do greater oh, cool. ghost lines and stuff so there's like these little uh i think they were from champion edition or something but in the middle there's like these lines of ghosts that will follow one of the main ghosts and it's so nice to get just go get these ghosts in these giant lines and just eat them up. And it's just so good, dude. I'm like, I love the 99 series. I think this is way better than the Mario 35 thing. See you later, Mario. It's been good. <laughs> uh, Mario 35 was okay. I think it was a little messy. I pack, I think these games just work for arcade single screen games. They just make sure. sense for what they are. Uh, and you know, it, it takes a lot from Tetris 99, you know, you're attacking, you know, random people or people that are fighting you stuff like that, but just the little details in here, the things you can add that add to the gameplay for Pac-Man. I think it's just really fun and it's, just, it's an addictive kind of arcade experience. I haven't beat, you know, I've never got first place. I'm always like, you know, hanging in the top 10, 20 area, but 
but I still love it. Still Dude, digging very it. Cool. And Trev, if you're, I don't know if you're a Pac-Man guy, but it's it's a good one. I am. It's a good one. Yes, I game. didn't even realize that came out. That is cool. Is this part of like the Nintendo online service type thing, or is this just for free for everybody? Yeah, this is the online service. It just randomly showed up. Um, yeah, I don't think it's free for anybody. Uh, so yeah, as soon as I think it was like a couple days ago that it came out and it was kind of a surprise Can i don't you... even know if they announced it actually this pac-man it just thing. stealth dropped <laughs> yeah i think that like they said <laughs> a you... couple days it will come and then they were like oh here it is so anyways that's awesome yeah. Does it have like, uh, can you unlock skins and get different like yeah. Pac-Man skins? Yeah. So it's a little, it's like, what's the company, Trev? Uh, it's an N one. Namco? Namco. Uh, it's a whole bunch of Namco stuff. Like, so Dig Dug, I think, or oh, I think they did cool. Dig Dug. But like, you know, all those kind of uh, Namco games. So if you're into the Namco games, they have those themes and stuff. The there. Namco-averse? Yeah, the Namco-verse. Dude, it's a lot of fun, Trev. You should check it out. I think... It's like super addicting. I like, I love it. I, I will. It's one of my favorite Pac-Man games. Like it's up there with championship uh, edition. It's up there. See, and yeah, the Pac-Man DX championship, whatever yeah. it, like uh-huh. the, that game was insanely good and yes. brought back this like new life to Pac-Man. And so this sounds super cool. So I'm excited to give it a go, dude. Fan questions. Quiet Riot 77 asks, what is the best controller made by Nintendo? Now, Trev, I got some flack for saying Mm. the Wii U is a Fisher Price toy. (laughs) I Uh, saw that. Yeah. Some (laughs) took some heat. Might have been a little rough on that one. Although, doesn't it feel a little cheap? Which is which? Just say what it is. It feels a little light. No, Devin, I'm gonna back you up. Feels a little light. Fisher Price. Yeah, bro. It's a little light. Maybe, you know, maybe it's coming off a little harsh, but like it is way too light. It's glossy, fingerprint sticky, and also like the bezels, the size, it didn't need to be that size. They totally could have slimmed it down. Um, I love the idea of the Wii U gamepad, but it absolutely was like a Fisher Price knockoff weird tablet controller thing. So, dude, you know, I know you took some flack, you know, online about that, but uh, I I support you. Well, it did good. It, It did cool things like i loved that the wii u gamepad had like a menu and all that stuff that's like that's gravy that's cool the things that they did with it were fine it's just it wasn't yeah it just felt fisher price that's all it just felt cheap i think you know just fill your switch and then fill your wii u gamepad and you just come back (laughs) to me and tell me the difference uh although probably a little more comfortable in some ways uh what's your favorite dude what's the one that like stands out to you of all the the controllers yeah, the one that stands out to me is 100%. Like, And I know controllers have all come a long ways, and the Pro Controller is great. But for me, the SNES controller is my yeah. absolute favorite. And uh, there's something about it with playing side-scrolling platforming games and, and arcade games and that type of genre. Like, I have these 8-bit dough SNES uh, kind of replicas or whatever you want to call them and anytime i'm playing some kind of 2d platform game that i can get away by using that button layout i will absolutely use those because i do feel like it just 
fits really good with that gameplay. It's not big and bulky. It just feels right. And it could be maybe that was like my golden uh, era for video gaming back in the day. And I just love it that much. But uh, for me, that's one that will always stand out as an incredible controller for the games that were on that platform. Exactly. And dude, that D-pad was so good. And I feel like Nintendo's D-pads have kind of, uh, I don't know, they're just not as Gone good downhill. as them. Yeah, definitely not as good as they were used yeah. to be. Um, for me, it's the GameCube. I love the GameCube. I For me, like as far as the way it felt in my hands, felt really natural felt and i love like the indentation and the triggers they a lot of well i don't think this ever carried to any other controller where the indentations and the triggers were so deep that your finger was like sucked into that Mm, bad boy just cradled cradled in like a sweet baby girl it felt so nice i loved that controller just by the comfort factor i love those triggers being so cradled in uh, it's a wacky controller, though. Like, it, I don't know if it <laughs> works into... So wacky. Yeah, I don't know if it, like, fits in today's standard of, like, a first... Like, it wouldn't really work for first-person shooters very well, especially with the C-stick still being involved. You know, they right, were carrying right. over a lot from the 64 with the weird C thing, but now it was, like, a joystick. And it just was Yeah, too... it was kind of like an in-betweener. <laughs> yeah, it was an in-betweener. Because when you moved it, it kind of, like had the jaggedy edges kind of a little bit. So it yeah, kind of made yeah. it feel like a D-pad a little. Um, well, and the D-pad on that thing is so small and awful yes. for playing uh, retro games and things yes. like that as well. So yeah. I that that's... But I think overall, I think also the ergonomics, like the button placement of where your thumbs just naturally sit, feel yeah. really good. Yeah, and I'd like and I like the big A, I like the big B button. You know, those are the most obvious buttons that you always use. So for me, I'm like, that's cool to have them there. I think what what they did with it, it worked for like like for your system, like SNES controller worked for those games. I think it really worked for the GameCube games. Um, but again, I don't know if it would work so well today. After that, you know, sure. obviously Switch Pro, it's a class, it's a good, it's a good controller. My only problem with that controller is that uh, I don't like that it doesn't have a headphone jack. It's really annoys me. I'm like, why did you not put a headphone jack in this thing? It's like 70 bucks. <laughs> it's more expensive than all the other controllers. Well, not so much anymore, but it was. And uh, close. yeah, and I'm like, why? What's up, bro? What we can't put a jack in this thing, at least so I can hear my games without bugging people. I don't know. That's yeah. a that's a bummer for me. And I feel like that's like the one thing that that controller could do better. Because other than that, I love the feel of it. I think it's a great controller. Great battery sure. life, all that stuff. But yeah, uh, Yohama2278 asks, are Japanese style games losing their importance in the industry today? It seems that most games these days are made for a Western audience, even those made in Japan. Trev, do you feel that? Um, yeah, I do in a way, but I feel like there's still that reverence for uh, Japanese gaming. And, you know, the, I don't know. I feel like, yes, I don't think it's as important because it has become such a world no matter where you are, people love playing games. But I do uh-huh. feel like there is still that reverence where people have that nostalgia and that you know soft spot in their heart for it that I don't think that we're going to see it really go away. But I think maybe as importance, yeah, I think we are opening it up to a huge, you know, difference in you know different people from all around the world, different backgrounds making games now. And I think that's probably for the better. But it's cool that I think that people still have that. Uh, interests and just that love for Japanese style games. 
Yeah, I think Japanese style games, uh, of course, exist still. But I think the heavy hitters that felt very Japanese at the beginning, like Final Fantasy and uh, well, almost every single one that I can think of has kind of definitely westernized itself. Uh, you know, Final, Fa- Final Fantasy, like the last one was like, you you know, they have some of those RPG elements, but it's very much action based, uh, that kind of different kind of feel. You have some games, right. of course, like Yakuza and other games that feel, you know, have that fun wackiness of J- that Japan brings that I really love from Japan. But it does seem like you just look at Sony and what they're like doing these days and you can see that they don't care about japan like they used to and i think it's just they don't sell as many consoles anymore in japan and it probably and it doesn't bug them i mean they they have the highest selling console one of the highest selling consoles a couple times now but now it just seems like they're kind of losing their interest in the japanese type games and you look at the games that they make and they're very much, you know, westernized type games. You got Last of Us and all these big Western yeah, totally. type games for them. And you rarely see like the old school Sony where it was more like, hey, these are like cool Japanese games that are exclusive to the PlayStation. Uh, it just doesn't happen as much anymore. The ones that you see now are kind of indie. They're kind of like smaller companies that you'll see from that will be on a Nintendo uh, system sometimes, you know, so I don't know. I I think they are losing their influence in some ways. Yep. Uh, final recommendations, Trev. What do we got? What is your final recommendation? This is where we give something we thought was awesome. Uh, it could be video games or otherwise. Yours, Trev, what do you got? Yeah, mine is more otherwise. It's just dealing with, and I have so much more respect for those that have been put in a situation where they are, you know, a disabled gamer, whether it's missing a limb or not being able to have control of certain body parts, you know, all those different things. And that brought so much more awareness to me about like what other people go through and what they do in order to play games. So I've been watching a lot of cool YouTube videos and people figuring out ways to still be able to play video games and enjoy this medium. And I want to say out of all the companies out there, like Microsoft has done an incredible job. Uh, Their adaptive controller and their just openness to allow it to work on any other platform that will, uh, you know, be cool with that. Yeah, I think it's so cool because we need more of that in in the industry and to allow people to play no matter what situation physically, mentally, whatever they're going through that they can still enjoy this medium because like, you know what, like, for people going through crap, you know, this is a pretty good thing to have available to you to help you mentally cope with things, you know, and to get your mind off of crappy situations or whatever it is. And so I just want to applaud Microsoft for just being so, uh, I, I, you know, just so thoughtful and um, willing to put resources and money behind something that's definitely not going to make them money. But I think this goes a long ways. And I think we need to see more of this from uh, the likes of Sony and Nintendo. Yeah. Microsoft gets it, dude. And I think this is really going to help them. I think you're starting to see it too, that a lot of people are going to start switching. I think more people, I don't know if everyone, but more people are going to start switching and following Xbox because they get it. Like they understand their fans. They understand what it is that games are, you know, to these people. It's like, 
you can have all these hundreds of games, dude. That's something for you. And there you get the day ones ones too. That's for you guys. And you guys that can't play games because guess what? Life happens and it's you know, like Trev, you didn't know you're gonna break your effing arm or you know, but no, not at you, all. Shiz happens. And you know, for you, this is a big deal because you like to play games. You know, some people will be like, It's a silly hobby. No, it isn't, dude. It's a it's a hobby that gives you distraction uh from the day to day and it's fun it's entertaining just like movies or any other entertainment books whatever uh so just to take that out of people's lives is bullcrap and so it's silly that you know to find a nintendo thing you have to go through etsy you know but (laughs) microsoft passes you know like microsoft is there for its people and that stuff is going to make them a company that people are going to want to follow so yeah good on microsoft dude good on them that's 100 percent do uh for me i i'm interested in like i don't know like politics and philosophy and that kind of stuff that's like my second interest and then i got games nice so all kinds of random stuff but i really was interested in q and QAnon, and so i checked out on hbo max uh, a show called q and, and q into the storm uh warning it's not it's a little uh adulty so be careful if you're not in that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, it's not all that way. It's a documentary. It's not like it's, you know, it's just recording what's happening in these right, black, right. these ki- these guys' lives. But very interesting. Uh, if you're interested in QAnon or into why that even happened, what it is about, uh, that's the people that, you know, some of the people that stormed the Capitol in the U.S., that kind of stuff. If you're into that, it's an interesting, uh, thoughtful, and like really like kind of cool like mystery documentary, which you're kind of like, are these guys like, are these guys the Q? Like, so this guy's really trying to figure out who this Q is, which is a guy that uh, has posted things on HN that people have to uh, decode and figure out. And anyways, and it, it brings up questions about like how far should free speech go? Is too much free speech a bad thing? And, you know, for me, it's it, it changed some views of, in my head of what free speech should be or shouldn't be. Uh, it's very interesting. So check it out. Uh, it's really, really quite, uh, it's cool mystery documentary. I think people would like, especially if you're into that kind of stuff. If you're not into it, yeah, obviously not going to be for you. But no, Q but into the storm. Sounds very interesting. Very yeah. cool. It's Q. It is Q. Q uh, it's anyways, Q. <laughs> it's Q. Uh, uh, everyone, thanks for uh, watching and listening to this wonderful show. Uh, make sure you visit our website at nintendoshow.com. Follow us on Facebook and at the Nintendo Show. Remember to like, share, rate us on the podcast service of your choice and leave us a review on iTunes. Always check out uh, Weekly Recharge on YouTube uh, for more of us regarding all things nerd and game culture. That's where we do all of our other stuff that's not Nintendo related, so go check that out. Uh, and but right now, if you subscribe, you like, and comment on there, uh, you're going to be entered to win a free video game, so that's something we're doing for a little bit. Uh, so make sure you guys do that. Doesn't hurt you. You get a free game. Good stuff, and you get to see more of us, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, until next time, You all have a wonderful, wonderful week, and we will see you. Bye.